my trousers to the world. Do, 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 do. Hello. Hello, Merlin man. How are you? Good afternoon. <laughs> I can't be troubled to use consonants anymore. <laughs> I don't use consonants. After three. All of my consonants have softened. <laughs> I have something that is known as Alfred Hitchcock syndrome. Well, Sounds everything way up there in, uh, in my my consonants have become rather soft, like <laughs> pudding. Pudding. That's the word we use here for dessert. And no one knows why. No. I'm, I'm watching that baking the British Bake Off, whatever. No. And they call it. They call everything. I like, I like. I like the guy from the Mighty Boosh, and but like I I can't do it without Sue Perkins. It breaks my heart. No, I hear you. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, you're acting like you like the show. When Sue and that lady who was a, a very funny British comedian in the 80s, those two ladies, plus Mary, plus, uh, plus uh, I don't, what's his name, like Roger, Roger Palisades, whatever yeah. that guy's name is. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a sex man. Oh, but, absolutely. Oh, no, I'm sorry, but, but you were saying, um, last I saw they were doing some kind of like an all pros one or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not here for that. Um, well, what are you asking me, Dan? Nothing, except why do they call it, instead of saying cake, they say sponge. A oh, lovely yeah. sponge. It's a lovely sponge. Like Victoria Sponge. The sponge. Do you watch Succession? I haven't seen the new episode yet. Um, sponge cake is, I, I see, the thing is, in my head, okay, here's my thing. I, I, I was talking to my family about this because sponge cake is a minor character in uh, the latest episode of Succession. And I was like, my problem is, I know there's one that I I really actively disliked as a child. Mm. I want to say angel food cake. Oh which, yeah, yeah. No which one likes I it. well, but I'm not sure. Is that different from I? There's one that's like slightly. It's like joke cake. Mm. There's one where it's like, like old lady. Not not old lady. I don't mean to be sexist. Old person cake. <laughs> where, you know. <laughs> yeah. We okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like and you know, uh, young people love hard candies. Give me a break. Saying they're yeah, not different. Yeah. They're different, Dan. They're different than you and I, the old. Did you ever look at them? They don't learn the language. No. They don't <sighs> care. People don't care. When he came over originally, his name was Oldowitz. They had to change it at Ellis Island. Um, mm -hmm. Hello. I prepared not very much. I figured you still have things to talk about with your smart things. I have some, some backup media recommendations. And of course, the one everybody always hates. I do always have ChatGPT in my pocket. I think we got to talk about all that. Are you okay? Oh, you and sound, your you friend, sound a little your bit friend... somnambulistic. Are you all right? Are you, <clears throat> I'm are good. You, are you in the cabinet of Dr. Caligari? What's happening? Uh, no, I just I was I didn't get a lot of sleep, and I was up really early. I mean, oh, I feel that's, like it's that's some bullshit, Dan. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, my wife ran, ran a marathon on Saturday. I went to see the Mario movie with my uh, with my son. Oh, I wasn't. It was a movie. Mm -hmm. It had Charlie Day. You know, and Charlie Day, that should go on the list of the people who always elevate everything they're in. I just love Charlie Day. Yeah. Um, and Jack Black's song is very funny. But, you uh -oh. know, I'm not, I'm not steeped in the lore of that. Mm. This is a very greatly an extension of, like, going to see a movie when my kid was little because my kid was interested in the thing. And I'm interested because my kid's interested in it. Sure. Oh, Dan. Oh, my God, Dan. What? Oh, my God. I just thought of something that I do. I do want to tell you something. <laughs> tell me, because this really could go under Dan's concerns. Oh my God! So, um, mom was out of town running a marathon. Yay, Madeline! 
And uh, did she win mud, it? Huh? Did she win it? She won. She wins everything she does. Nice. She's she's a she's a champion. Champion. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, so mom was out of town a couple nights uh, for, at a marathon, and we had our time together. And so I had pre-bought tickets because, of course, this has been very high on the list for my kid. Mm-hmm. I, I is is your uh, is either or both of your kids are they interested in Nintendo things? My son is uh, obsessed with everything and anything to do with like the Switch and games and gaming so and PlayStation be, be and Link, Xbox, Link and, and Zelda. That could be like my for my kid, it's Splatoon three is the big game. But also other things. But, but is he excited yeah, to see the film? We did so much Splatoon for, for years. And it's I've heard it's really good. Analyzed. I've never it's played it, but I heard it's, it's really good. It's fun. But um, he's incredibly, he's also, <clears throat> like you would imagine, a, a good 15-year-old. He's completely jaded, cynical, and mm-hmm. skeptical of everything. Oh, unreachable. That's a good feeling. So he, he's, you know, he's kind of like, should we see this thing? Do we have? Should we see? He's like they cast Chris Pratt. Dan, I'm telling you, if it's anything like mine, whom, whom I really, I really can't talk about too much. But I super, really, genuinely like my kid as a human being. I don't like to talk about it because it's unseemly. But I do think it's a normal teen thing to not know how you feel about something and yet to still have a very strong feeling about it, which sounds mental. No, but you're like, right. There's been things like Lin Manuel Miranda. There's been things like like we're, we're like there's always these things where you're like, wait, do you like that or do you hate that or do you? Do you know? And it's like the you know the famous scene in uh, The Simpsons, when when the one kid says, uh, "Ooh, remember Homer Palooza?" He says, "Ooh, that cannonball guy's cool," and the other kid goes, "Are you being sarcastic?" <laughs> and he goes, "I can't even tell anymore." <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> so I mean, there's an element of that, and we've been we'd actually been um, completely unrelated. Uh, this is a year where I, it's not a resolution, but a decision that this would be a year where I spend, I make fewer decisions based on whether people like something. In particular, like avoiding a movie because it only has like, like say 50 tomatoes, right? I always jump straight to the 100 tomatoes or the 80 tomatoes. Uh-huh. And this one's had, was for a while, was hanging pretty tight at 35 uh, splats. And so... But I'm trying to get over that and like enjoy things for what they are, and it's so far it's really paying off. It's it's you know, she can become a real size queen about the the platinum age of TV. Anyway, we went. So here's the thing: we bought the whole point of this. We bought tickets, and we're we are. Don't be creepy. We're we're last row people. Given the choice, holy! Co- I did not know this about you. Oh, do you want? I would love to talk about that. But this is a topic. People. Yeah. Well, last row. I mean, there's so many benefits to the last row. For one thing, there's no one behind you. There's fewer people like near you, all right? At, at the place where we go, there's also where it's got those funny chairs. Like you also have this area. It's like, hey, free storage. You could put stuff behind there if you want. You could put a blanket or you could set your hot dog on the floor back there, like whatever you want to do. And then even there have been times when my kid was, you know, a, more of a kid where I would even do stuff like if it was a cheapy matinee, I'd buy an extra seat. So mm-hmm. nobody had to sit next to somebody. Anyways, we bought these tickets. So we're, we're jammed cheek to jowl. The entire back row is full, which is cool. It's exciting. You know how it's so fun sometimes. You go see certain movies, and like you really do want to see it like with a packed theater, right? Um, th- there's a four to six slightly older teens. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, imagine the dead center, right? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm in the right of those two seats. 
Mm-hmm. My child is, uh, my teen, is in the left of those two seats. Mm-hmm. To his left mm-hmm. are four to six teens who, like, as they arrive, are talking about how high they are. They are <laughs> so <laughs> high that they keep talking about how high they are. Sure, yeah. And the, and the young fella sitting right next to my kid, he smelled like marijuana a lot. Mm. I don't dislike that, but I don't love it, you know, being in a theater for a while because I'm already kind of weird about being around people without a mask on and right. I respect that. Whatever you, whatever you want to do. The entire film, the kid, did I mention this kid's super high? The entire film, this young fella had headphones on and was making sick beats on his phone. Really, really loud. I feel like someone should not be allowed to do that. This ended up being the least of our problems because at a certain point, you know, my kid's very self-possessed has a really good you know theory of mind mm-hmm. and i could tell that he was about to say something and i thought i'll just say something so i i kind of leaned over mm. the key with all of these things is a combination you don't want to try to be intimidating but you do want them to see all of your face title whether you're crossing the street <laughs> anytime you're dealing with a stranger and you need to get their attention have them be serious about it you need them to see all of your face and that doesn't mean you have to be aggressive about it so I merely why, why why is that that you need humanizes you? If you if you just um, if you do like an idiocracy, you just yell out a hurry up, asshole! Like that that's not very persuasive to a person. Yeah, so yeah. I leaned forward, showed my whole face, and I said, "Excuse me, excuse me, hey, hey, sorry, um, we can hear that. That's super loud. Could you turn it down a little bit?" And he goes, "Oh, he goes, oh, sorry, because he's he's an idiot. He's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> my bad." Mm-hmm. And he turned it down a little bit. Yeah, we got that, and he, he, they continue to talk about their level of highness. Now, here on my side, we got a different situation. So cute! It really took me back. It took me back in a million ways. It's a, it's a, it's a dad and his daughter going to see this movie. Mm-hmm. I remember taking my kid to see something that we were both excited about. It was so exciting! You got daddy daughter day, right? Yeah. So this guy, big, 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 tall fellow, rolls up. And his, uh, his little girl's so cute. Uh, she's probably five. She seems pretty smart. She's got a stuffy she's holding. So, so the, the, the trailers have already started, right? Reserve seating, no big deal. He says, okay, will you stay here? I'll be back. And he bounces. He leaves, which is not a big deal. We, we've all done it. But he leaves his kid next to me. And I, I almost said, hey, you know, I'll keep an eye on like, well, everything's good, you know. You know, like you do with parents. You got the secret code with each other where you're mm-hmm. like, hey, it's all right. He fell, mm-hmm. but it wasn't bad. You know, that kind of stuff you do where you're like, here's the thing you couldn't see that I, I could make your life a little better by like giving you insight to something that happened. Anyways, he goes back. He comes, he comes back with a beer and, uh, and a big Coke and, and a bunch of popcorn and whatnot, and everything's going fine. The kid seems very uh, sort of uh, – once both sort of slightly out of it and a little agitated, and the kid starts uh, – coughing like a lot oh uh, and that like, that that, <coughs> that and then starts making up. kind of eldritch eldritch squeaky noises and <coughs> did i mention i'm sharing an armrest with this child who in by, by the time that 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 mario uh no spoilers but you know by the time the movie's really kicking in we've met princess peach like we are re- i am really seriously being coughed upon by a child and I don't want to be weird about it, 
but now my brain's thinking. Wouldn't you be this way, Dan? You start thinking. You're next to somebody. Yeah, who's, I wouldn't like that very much. The squeaking noises, the coughing, and then, the, but the, the 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 parenting is really kicking in because each time that this child coughs really loud and everyone around them turns because it's real obvious this this kid is sick and the dad knows this kid is a sick kid. And every time he says one of two things, the thing he says most often is, uh, "You want to put your hoodie on." And the other thing he says to his daughter is, here, drink some more Coke. Kind of like the way that, um, you know, Professor Lupin is always giving Harry chocolate and saying this will help. You know? <laughs> right. And this goes on and it cough, the kid coughs. And finally now I'm, my kid's already leaning just a little slightly toward me because of uh, Ruby's Big Beats next door. And then I'm now leaning, well, I'm inclined, Dan, by like seven degrees leaning toward my kid to avoid... Because I'm just sitting there thinking, and now I'm in my own head, and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to screw this up. I don't want to ask the kid if he wants to move. I'm going to just, but, like, should I put on a mask? But is it already too late? And da-da-da-da. But the best part was in the dad fully spilled his beer on the kid and the kid's seat and instructed the kid to stand up and have a little Coke, you know, because it helps. He blotted the seat lightly and then had the kid sit right back down on the, on the beer chair. So, I as I sit here today, Dan... Do you feel me on that anecdote at all? I am with you. I think I have a lower expectation for humanity, maybe. I just didn't want to be sick. Yeah. I've made it, I've made it this long. But, I mean, you left the house, you know. That's absolutely true, but this goes back to like our ill-fated trip to Rhode Island. It goes uh. back to a million different things where it's like I have tended very much at every juncture in, in ways that are, you know, just private family things. We always choose the path of harm reduction for ourselves and others mm -hmm. for three years. Mm -hmm. And like, cause that's just, that's who we are and we rule. And I was like, man, if I get COVID and then I get long COVID and I get all that, if I get that yeah. in April of 2023, cause I went to the Mario movie, what if the last movie I ever got to see like has Jack Black singing a song about Princess Peach. I guess actually it could be worse. Could have been ten. Always be. Could always be worse. Um, but now the crazy part is, at least so far, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, it's been three days, and I don't think I'm ill. I think you'll be all right. I wouldn't worry about. What's the last it. movie you went to in a theater with your kid? With my kid? Are you? Uh, you're not. Are you? You? You have been movie people in the past. Are, are, do you guys go to movies much? Not anymore, because, I mean, honestly, most of the movies that have come out are, are just not that interesting to us. Yeah, it's true. Um, the last the Thor, movie that I Thor, saw... The Thor uh, Love and Thunder was the first one we saw in theaters together after, you know, the pandemic. Yeah, we went to see that one, too. Love that movie. I won't hear a word against Taika Waititi. I won't say anything, then. I understand. No, I understand. I understand. I just disagree. But you're not... You're not I mean, it's not fun, Dan. It's not really that fun. You know? I was trying not, to think of the last movie that I went to. It wasn't that long ago, but it wasn't with it my in, kid. We, we didn't see it in the one where the seat jizz is on you, but we did go to the fake IMAX one with the big screen and the nominally like loud sound. Mm -hmm. I swear to Christ, I had my glasses on and everything. My LG looks better than that image. <laughs> There's a projection crisis in America, Dan. No, I mean, it, yeah. Everybody, people, why aren't people talking about this? I, I don't think that they care. They don't care. I don't think people care. I don't think that they notice, and I don't think that they care. So you're about the tenets of uh, national socialism, but yeah, I think that uh, people like you and me and and Syracuse, uh, you know, and King Marco, they care. 
Mm. We care. We see something. We're like, that could be better. That could go faster. Whatever. But I think the average person. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I think the average person, they don't care. They don't know. They can't tell the the difference and they don't care. Mm-hmm. But see, nobody, I'm not offending anybody right now because nobody no. who listens to this show would fit into the category, that category. That's right. And, and nobody who does listen to the show would be so self-involved to imagine that a very generic statement that wasn't a, about you was actually personally about you because that would be very unwholesome. <laughs> it would be very unwholesome. And then yeah. for you to like say, like insult me personally about it would be would be even more unwholesome, honestly. You know, like the people, there's a lot of people out there who are like on the fence about whether they should like vote in a presidential election. Mm-hmm. These are not the people who care very much about the quality of the image on the screen. They're more like what <laughs> you, you know, developed quite a heuristic here, Dan. I, yeah. I'm not saying I disagree, but that's that's a that's interesting. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. The 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 American non-voter. Hmm. Yeah. His 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 uh, his spine is. Uh, see, I can't do the joke. I was going to do the Simpsons joke. Hey Dan, um, so I've got three hey. media things. You've got. Um, do you have? Do you want? Last time we talked, we visited and talked about smart housing. Yeah. And uh, I think you were interested in you were pursuing some switches. And uh, yes. anything new in the last week? Oh, I've learned a lot. I've got. Gotten... Oh, can you tell us about it, Dan? Sure. Um, I would love to. Are you trying not to wake a baby? You're speaking very quietly. Are, is everything okay? You're very I, quiet. Are you at Rutgers turn, Island, Dan? What's happening? I'm speaking the same way I always speak. Mm. My voice okay. is a little bit hoarse. You're a little, you're a little pony. A little pony. 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 Um, but I'm not so, talking. I mean, I could, I could talk louder if you wanted to talk louder. I just want people to be happy. <laughs> you you had introduced to us last week. I'll go back into the show notes. Dan, where people find show notes for uh, for episode six one two of your of your back to work program, please. Oh, uh, it'd be back to work limo slash six one two. Oh, that's a weird. That's a weird top level domain. What's up with that? I I think oh, I think uh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Uh, do we have any links from last night? But you had, you had introduced us to a new kind. I don't even see it in here. Boy, I did not do good. I I need to stop over committing on notes. I don't think people look at them. You, you talked about um, a new um, item, the, a new, new to me item made by the Lutron people, and it's kind of switch where you get a cool little like classic. Uh, the Diva switch, I think, is what you're thinking of. Diva switch. The Diva switch. So yeah, so there's the D- <clears throat> the Diva switch, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's a rocker switch that has a dimmer built into it, and it's plus a, a vertical a, dimmer. Yes. So instead of this sort of flat switch with the buttons on it, this looks just like a regular switch that you're used to and your grandmother can use it just fine because it looks like a regular switch. There's no accidental pressing of a button. Uh, And it's really cool because when you turn it on, it's either on or off. It's either on or off. That sounds silly, but like one thing with the Lutron cassette is it does have a lot of buttons. And if you care, hitting the wrong button will often not do what you expected. You figure it out. But I do like you're describing though. You could call it the grandmother thing or the Airbnb thing. Like this is very easy to understand. If you're if you're hitting a wall in the dark, and you feel a thing that can go up or down, you won. You have succeeded in achieving the holy grail. Mm-hmm. And so I got a, a few of these things, uh, but then I wanted. And you would think that like a dimmer switch would be tricky to do because of the wiring. Because of the wiring, mm-hmm. but it's not. And what I've found is that there's. Um, and we talked a little bit about this last week, but I've learned more about it, that the switches that you're going to use for, uh, like, like I wanted to put on the front door, I have a porch light. 
And every night when it gets dark, I walk over and I turn the porch light on. And in the morning, I walk over and I turn the porch light off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it feels really like something that could be automated, like something that you do the same way every day without fail is begging for automation. So I thought, well, I'll oh, take it. I see what you're saying. Like, this jumps straight to the top once one starts opening one's mind to these kinds of things that you go, oh, pff, there it is. There, that's, a, that's my test case right there. This is like what this is for. It, it, that's exactly right. That seems like the ultimate thing that you could automate. Like things that you want to automate, like, well, when it's raining and after 7 p.m., uh, could you turn this bulb blue? Like that's more complicated. This is like, you know, at, at 7 p.m., turn the light on. At 7 a.m., turn the light off. Like that's it. It's that simple. Yeah, this is one of those, like, if your car doesn't move, it's not really a car. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's so a I thought, trailer home. I thought what I can do is I could get one of these switches that's it's a, still a smart switch, but it's not the kind of smart switch that has a dimmer. It doesn't have to do anything other than just be on or off. Mm-hmm. Should be pretty easy. Well, it turns out that it's not that it has to use something called a neutral wire. And a lot of these switches need a neutral wire. But in many houses, unless they're very new, Typically, the, there might be a neutral wire back in the wall somewhere. Yeah, that sounds there, like a Marco house. There might not be a neutral wire. And so... I bet you John Syracuse doesn't have neutral wires. He's not interested in neutral. That was what their podcast was originally called, Wires. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember. So I think, um, I think you know, in this situation, I'm just going to have the handyman dude install Oh, those. so you're stuck on that. I bet you could figure. I thought they're directly. Well, the good. electrician that I talked small, to on the phone, Merlin, small. told me that yeah. uh, the neutral wires are what kill people. Oh, he isn't said, that ironical? Yeah, he said. Yeah, he's like it seems the like um, be the red one. He always cut the red one. Yeah, he's like the red ones, the black ones. He's like you get a shock from those. You pull your hand away. He's like neutral wire. You won't be able to pull your hand away, and you'll just sit there until you're dead. I'm like, oh, like oh. This, uh, like <laughs> yeah, that. basically, yes. Oh no, I'm oh, like, well, that doesn't sound very good. He's like, yeah, you be no. real careful. That'd and be then very he told me, if you just like sat there quivering with electric for like say 40 minutes, and then your kid walks in and minutes. is like, can I have some jam? And you're like, yeah, I think it lasts a few seconds. Would your hair be pointy with sparks coming off? Yeah, would your eyes be really, really bug big and buggy? I mean, more so than usual. It's like an Al Jaffe comic. So anyway, long story short, I'm going to have the guy put the rest of those in because I don't want to mess with that. And I'm sure there's people listening like, I've done it myself. Well, come on over, man. Come on over. To which I would say, gosh, it's almost like we're different people. <laughs> yeah. Dan, sometimes there's, there really is no better response to something than to say to somebody, that's interesting. It's almost like we're different people. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to pick my clothes too? <laughs> Anything else? What do you pick got? What nose. about my relationship with my God? Do you want to, you want to work on that for me? What about MSG? Should it be illegal? Idiot. Right. Yeah. I'm looking. I, the reason I thought of this, I'm looking at MSG right now. I got this MSG. It comes in a little jar with a panda on it, and it's really cute. We had a whole show about MSG, and I did a special cover for it too, and it looked like lines of coke. <laughs> so there's not that much more then. Uh, that's kind so of where you are. Well, you have that's a life, where I am too. with those devices. Yeah, that's, but I got other ones. I got other things happening. Oh, good. And I also do have a one of my Merlin style questions for you do as it. well. Let's do you it. want to tell me about Let's... your devices or questions or something you like? What do you want to tell me about? Uh, well, I I'm, I have a question for you yes. about 
the Google Nest. So I'm loving the Google Nest doorbell. I think that thing's great. I think it's great. Just, just to bring us up to speed, this is a, for me, the first one of those I ever had was a Ring doorbell that had a camera and it's got motion stuff. The Ring doorbell, actually, a lot of the UI, very well designed. You could say stuff like, show me, uh, here's a 180 degree like sweep. How much of this, like, <laughs> In, in some cases, like, please don't point this directly into somebody's window or door or whatever. Like, you right. can do that. Plus, you get a certain guesstimate about from about how far away do you want me to start detecting motion. Do you have stuff like that? Is this facing a street? That kind of stuff. Do you get those on the... But the, the big thing is, though, it's a doorbell, yes. But the same way the iPhone's a phone. This is a doorbell, but it's really a video camera, right? It's really... It's mainly and a video camera. The, the software is smart. And the software is pretty smart, and it recognizes. Uh, so it'll it it has some kind of face recognition that it's doing, because when you walk up to it, it'll say like the first time. Let's say no one's ever you just installed it. Uh, it'll say an unknown face was seen, and it's like oh yeah, does, that's does me. It, does it pick up really? Yeah, and and so then you so can cool. say it's it'll say, do you know this person? Can I ask you to put your model into the um, document, please? Yeah, sure. So I can see what you're talking about. If you don't, yeah. we'll just whenever. I'll do it. I'll do it while we're talking. And uh, and so you you basically say yes, I I do know this person, and it'll say, do you want to add a name? And you put it in. Yeah, that's that's me. It's Dan Benjamin. You put it in. You know, your kid walks up. I'm like okay, I just say unknown face. Okay, I, I can tell you who that is. I'm pretty sure and I know who that the is. The face that you see. Don't spoil the ending for me. But do you? Is that? Do you get? Are you able to then um, automate against that? Get notifications? And does that? Does that appear in the assistant app? The it appears the all in the app? little app. Yes, it appears. But it's, in the it's app. not in HomeKit. No HomeKit, right? None of this is HomeKit stuff. Okay. Cool. This is all 100% in um, in only in Google. The Google, Stop. there's an app, there's Google Assistant, and there's Google Home, uh, just in passing This is here. Google Home that I'm yeah, using. Yeah, right. And these are iOS apps that, through, through which you do a lot of the sort of like, all the stuff that you wouldn't want to be able to do anywhere else, like, you know, or stuff like, you know, voice match, like making sure that that works. It's where, yes. you, where you can go in and more formally say, well, like I have this new item by um, you know, uh, the pork Shamai company and, uh, and, and how do I add that click here, do that, yes. you know what I mean? Right. And then in some instances, but that doesn't mean by any stretch that it'll show up in HomeKit unless it's a HomeKit compliant thing. Yes. I, there's no indication whatsoever that anything Google just, does Just to mention, work. since HomeKit seems to be kind of the backbone of your system, kind of. Yeah. More, well, Google Home is doing more for me than HomeKit right now. And so, so cool. wow. the way that people can think about this, I think, and the way that I think about it now, that took me, like I was saying last week, like it took me a while to actually get this, is that there are there are three kinds of devices. Devices that work only with, and I'm leaving Amazon completely out of this because oh, they are- I already like this. They yeah, are complete okay. losers and they are doing nothing good. They have no good devices. Don't, if you're just getting into this like I am, just skip over Anything that's Amazon, just skip over it. It's such, Google and, so, and, and Apple. Such a, such a, um, so interesting, given for how long... They were the only ones. It, well, it was your only choice, but then even when it wasn't your only choice, it was still kind of your best choice. It yeah. was still sort of the most dependable choice of like, if you get a thing and it says it works with A-L-E-X-A, you're good. It's just that so much about the hardware and software, there's so much poor taste and bad decision making. I, For what it's worth, I concur. You know, in the same yeah. way that I, I said uh, on a podcast yesterday, I would not join Twitter this week. I, if I were <laughs> starting out brand new in the home stuff, uh, no, I would not start. 
with the Amazon products. No, and I did start with the Amazon stuff. Um, we all so did. I'm like getting that's, rid of that's, something. That's, uh, that's uh, uh, column one only works with those crappy Amazon things. Right. So get rid of that. Uh, but the, the main stuff is either there are devices that work only with Apple HomeKit. There are devices that work only with the Google infrastructure. And then there are devices that work with both. And typically the devices that work with both are things like switches. So we're talking about light switches, all the stuff that the Cassetta, the Lutron, Leviton, all of these different ones, they typically work with both. The bulbs, like light bulbs that you can get, will usually work with both. But You don't think they usually work with all three? Well, I, I don't even care if they work with Lex. I'm not even talking about it. It's, I don't oh, care. We're mentally, we're mentally taking a big fat jerky sharpie, and we're just xing that out from. The I don't even know what we xed out. It's that that dead to me. What were you talking about? Exactly. So, the the third kind, the kind that work with both, mm -hmm. if you can find one like that, it's usually going to be like a switch or something. The cameras, the security systems the little buttons, all of those kinds of things are almost always going to be married to one service or another. And the ones that are, hmm. have the sexy packaging. Like, you mean like a, like a hue switch, for example, like a hue switch. Okay. But, but not necessarily like an Eve button. Right. And it, and you just have to check. And here's the important thing to know is that you can have both of those going on in your house. If you want there, it's not like you have, and this was another thing I was confused about. You can have both. It's just how you control them and what you do with them that will vary. So, for example, mm. if, if you want to have, um, have a thing where it takes your colored light bulbs and when it's um, 7 p.m. and raining, it makes them turn blue. Well, maybe the colored light bulbs that you have only work with uh, HomeKit. They don't work with Google Home. That's fine. Use HomeKit to set that thing up and they'll do what you want them to do. And if the doorbell that you have only works with Google Home and doesn't work with HomeKit, then you're going to be using the Google app to view what's out the, the camera for the doorbell. And you just need to know that. Is that a little bit of a nuisance? Well, yes, but also we do that all the time in our regular life too. When you want to, you know, I'm just thinking about like in the kitchen, when you want to cut something, you use a knife and a cutting board. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you want to chop something, maybe you use a little chopper that's in, the, it's a dedicated tool. It chops the onions for you. You're a juicer. You, the juice is- you don't the, need a separate kitchen in order to own and use both those. Knives. Right, but you can do this all on the same phone and mm -hmm. you can put the no, apps next to each other. No. So, you know, it's a compromise that you can't have one thing doing everything. Now I know people, two people in particular, one of them is the guy that installed a bunch of this stuff in my house. He's all Google. And I have another friend um, who does a lot of these videos. And, uh, <laughs> it's like those web designers that only do WordPress. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and he's taught me a lot about it. Steve Robles is his name. And oh, I know him. Yeah, he's a cool dude. And he's mm -hmm. taught me a lot about the Apple HomeKit stuff. He's got great videos about all of that. But he's 100% in the Apple ecosystem for all intents and purposes and always will be. Like everything he has is Apple uh, Apple HomeKit. Now, that doesn't really mean anything bad, but you have to remember when I moved into this house, there were already Nest thermostats installed. There was, um, I have Google Fiber coming in. And so- Oh my gosh, so you get a gig up, a gig down? Two down. What? Two down. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, that's gonna screw your brain up. I know, it's crazy. But you know, and, and so with the doorbell, the Google Nest doorbell, it was out of all the ones I researched and tried and looked at, it was my mm -hmm. favorite. I'm like, well, I already have some Google it's stuff really, here. It's really good looking too. 
I'll it's use a nice, that nice thing. Nice creative industrial design. Now, I have an Apple TV, and it's mm-hmm. one of the newer ones. I don't know which model it is, but it's one of the newer ones. And that is one of your options that you can use when it comes to doing stuff with Apple HomeKit. But, of course, you can't speak to it. So you can't say, hey, dingus, uh, turn the lights on. You can't do that because there's no like voice component to that. I suppose if you held the remote and pressed the button on the remote, maybe that works. But what you need to complete that picture is a HomePod because the way that Google HomeKit works, everything is a uh, everything happens on the device that you've bought, and of course, Google being Google, everything happens in the cloud. So any Google device that you have can be used to control things, whether that's your phone, a Google Nest Hub, a Google mm-hmm. Dot, or whatever the thing is called. Uh, maybe it's an Echo Dot, but whatever the little thing is, you can use any of those, any device that has Google, including your computer. You can go to the Google Assistant. And download the app you can put it on your phone whatever and you can control it with apple if you just want to shout out a command you can't do that with an apple tv you've got to get a home pod i don't have a home pod but i'm thinking maybe i need to get one for this experiment but anyway i i, I that's where i'm it's at it's hard for me to imagine you regretting it they're really good but if even you, if i just have the one and like everything mm-hmm. else is google and well, so yeah because you can plug it in wherever you want and there's there's a lot that's incredibly annoying about. Well, you know what? Forget it. Sorry, I'm taking you off topic. Continue. No, it's, um, this is good. This is what oh, I want. Oh, there's hear. a lot. I mean, there's 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 a few things about HomePods that like I just I must be missing something. But like one of the things that drives me bananas is that like I I in my ideal world with my ideal HomePod, the most basic workflow abstracted is I yell something in the air and it does it amazingly quickly and accurately, right? And then thing, when it's not doing those things, when I do yell into the air and it doesn't do it, or it doesn't do it quickly, or it doesn't do it accurately, over time, you know, you get the thousand cuts and it's, it's kind of frustrating. But it is mainly, I would love, in my ideal, my ideal voice assistant in general is that there's an intuitive way for me to yell somewhere and have it heard and then for something to happen in the world as a result is mostly it or or it tells me how tall brand of tarth is or whatever but generally it, i wanted to do something and to 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 borrow a phrase that I, I i first borrowed from basketball a very long time ago to talk about quicksilver i want to no look pass with quicksilver or launch bar or alfred or uh that new one that everybody likes i i want to be able to do multi-part queries or stuff with Quicksilver, with launch, without having to look. If I have to look to see, like there was a time where Quicksilver got a little bloated for a while. I don't know if you remember. After the original Glory days, it had so much stuff in it. Like Nicholas had added so much incredible stuff, but it had really slowed down. And it became an app where I had to wait to see if the little you know, uh, search thing had popped up. And then whether it was getting what I was saying, whether it was doing what I was saying, because it's dependent upon all the pieces that it's accessing, including a butt ton of Apple script and stuff like that, right? So I want a no-look device in the sense that I want to yell stuff and, and have it have it just work. That's, you know, kind of the dream. Yeah, that's the dream. Yeah, and but for whatever reason, I think probably marketing, probably, you know, uh, just fun, we can do it. Like every HomePod has this top that has a, a really bad volume interface and it will usually i think in the default state when you talk to your home pod it makes this really this pretty like pattern to show you it's listening and like making little waves to say that it heard you 
but it also the entire top is a touch surface which i see That's okay the idea neat. is you can walk up and tap it and do stuff and have it hear you mm -hmm. but i don't know whose kitten i ran over that the every home pod i've got and i've got a lot does a similar thing that i cannot figure out how to stop which is if you, let's say for example like for example we live as you know we live in a hovel so like when i'm <laughs> emptying the dehumidifier that we have in our bathroom every week or so um i have to take off the home pod that's sitting on there and I've learned you have to grab it by the edges. You have to grab it by the cord. You have to grab it by any, don't in any way interact with the surface or the following will happen. Okay, here's a playlist I generated for you. And then it starts playing pavement or something or Genesis. And it's like no machine. I, whenever I, my touching you is not, uh, first of all, like that sounds gross, but like, I don't mean to touch you. Like I don't do things. And there's like supposedly ways you can invoke accessibility on a onesie twosie basis to go in and say like, well, you know, in the same way that you would for people with like assistive motor, you know, things oh, yeah. like you could say like, oh, have it be slower or have it take longer or whatever. But I don't see any way short of just putting a big piece of duct tape over it to have it stop. Now, also, you need the top if you want to do volume plus and minus manually. In the old version, it was like part of the software in the in the new HomePods. They're sort of like these lightly screened plus and minus symbols. Well, guess what? I took markers to greatly increase the size of the plus sign to know how to turn it up. Because if you hit the wrong spot, then it starts doing a different thing. I, I The whole affordance interface with HomePod through touch is... I hate it and I wish I could com almost completely turn it off. <laughs> Except for maybe saying, okay, from now on, this has exactly two buttons on it. There's one big touch surface. Imagine it as a pie cut in half. On the left side, if you tap it, it turns down. On the right side, if you tap it, it turns up. And maybe if you hit it, I don't know, if you hit it once in the middle, it pauses or whatever. But like, I don't even want, I don't even really want that. It's a, that sounds so dumb and so petty, but anybody out there that's got a HomePod, do you ever have unintentional things where like you're dusting or doing a thing, you're cleaning, you move something and suddenly you discover like music is playing. And oh, by the way, if they're hooked up with other speakers at the time, it plays in all those rooms. So anyways, I'm sorry. God, that was really useless. Cut that out, Dan. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, the show will never air. Um, but the other question was, I think I need to go to the bathroom. So Ooh. why don't you tell people about something that you like? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute while you do that. Is that okay? I would love to do that. Yeah. Just, I just want to um, say I really like this sponsor. I'm not, I'm not going to the bathroom because I dislike this sponsor. Quite the contrary. I love this sponsor. I'm going to the bathroom because I need to go to the bathroom. I'm a grown man, Miss Daisy. I know when I need to make water. <laughs> go, okay. go do it. Go yeah. do it. You have the con. So this is going to be an advertisement for our most beloved sponsor, maybe of all time, our longest running sponsor, Squarespace. And he and Merlin would get, hit the bell and ding right there. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. They're going to help you stand out with a beautiful website. They're going to help you engage with your audience. They're going to help you sell anything. This is the new coolness. Your products, the content you create, even your time. You know, do you want to start a new side hustle, your next big thing? Squarespace is there. They've got you covered. They've got best-in-class templates, and they keep adding more. You tell them, I tell them, stop. I'm like, stop. And I'm like, all right, we'll stop when we're dead, and they make more of them. 
It's pretty impressive. You can browse the category of your business to find the perfect starting place. It used to be they just had templates. They're like, they're all awesome. Pick the one you like. Now they've actually categorized them. So you pick the category of your business and they're going to say, we think for what you do, you should pick from one of these templates. And they're so cool. You can customize them to fit your needs, but they just basically are the framework that's going to help you do the thing that you want to do. And generally speaking, most of us are not web designers and don't want to design websites. We want to do the thing that we're making the website to promote, right? Maybe you make, maybe you hand stitch wallets. Hmm. Well, you don't want to build a website. You don't worry about how do I handle orders build, and build wallets. You want to build the wallets, right? Yeah, it's true. It's really true. They're going to let you do that. They get out of the way. They give you the tools you need to do if you're making something or doing something or selling something. And then they just get out of the way. They've got this amazing inventory management system. They've got this great checkout process. They've got secure payments. It's all right there. You can even do appointment scheduling if the thing that you sell is your time. They let you do things by appointment. So it, you know, you're a personal trainer. You want to do consulting. You're a general contractor, whatever. You can add online booking and scheduling to your Squarespace site so clients can see your availability. They can reschedule. It's like you're moving into a new space in the world's greatest, most beautiful multi-use zoned area. Like you can just go in and like old school, you're going to inhabit that space and make it your own for whatever it is that you want to do. And they're going to help you out. They're going to help. They're here to help. And they make it easy. So go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. When you go there, you're going to get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, you're going to use the offer code it's your show. That'll give you 10% off your first purchase of a website. You can also go there and get a domain name. You just, you want a site and a domain? You just want the domain? Squarespace.com slash it's your show. Free trial, ready to launch, offer code it's your show. And that's going to give you the 10% off. Uh, it's a great deal. We appreciate it. And thanks very much uh, to Squarespace for making 5x5 and back to work with Merlin Man possible. Thanks, Squarespace. Buck, buck. Nice. Happy Easter, Dan. Happy Easter, Bonnie. Um, wait, there was something else about what you're saying that was particularly interesting. Everything yeah, I it's, say it's, is interesting. Huh? Huh? Everything I say is interesting. Everything I say is by definition a promise. Yes. Freshman. You know, Paulie moves slow, but he didn't have to move for anybody. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at this one poster. Do you know why they carried the get. groceries home for Henry's mom? Do you know why? Out of respect. Let me send you this. I want your take on this. Please. Oh, I sent I sent one of the titles back and I typed it in there. So <laughs> ignore that. Ooh. Okay. So for one no, of the I rooms like that. in this that's, house. That's a good title. I'm gonna use that. For one of the rooms in this house. Whoa. I want to get this. This is the penguin uh classic mm -hmm. penguin book cover for I'll put this in the show notes. For Dra for Dracula. Mm -hmm. And I wanna I wanna get this as a poster. And I found this one seller on Etsy. And they're the only ones that have it in a variety of different sizes in the world that I could find. Mm -hmm. And you read, you read the reviews mm -hmm. and this person says, great addition to my room. Looks great. It's exactly mm -hmm. what I wanted. Then the other person, it's quite pixelated to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm going to frame it and see if it still looks bad, but a little disappointed. Like I, I don't want two completely different opinions like that. I want one <laughs> opinion. It's, it, it's uh -huh. either great or it sucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I, that's unfortunately not how a lot of stuff goes. And if it were me, I mean, I've thought about this a lot because there's 
been lots of occasions where my kid has gone through some is going through like a phase of being really super in, not a phase but you know what i mean gets really into stuff so like there's a lot of stuff we've been happy to buy from people we love like the mcelroy brothers you know we've bought posters and patches and god we bought all kinds of stuff you know um i told i think i told you one of my favorite sticker books i bought in, in my whole kid's whole life is this marvel sticker book that i show you i must have shown you this it's really weird i can't believe they make it it's so cool I cannot believe they make it. Um, do you remember? You would not remember this. You're too young. Um, but there was a time when they had Marvel um, trading cards in the 70s, and each one would come with a sticker of some character saying something, like making some terrible pun. They've reproduced a ton of those in it. They've produced corner boxes, you know, Marvel corner boxes. Oh, yeah. The, on the upper left. Like, they produce those from a whole bunch, but they also give you a whole bunch of tear-out, pretty cool, vintage-looking posters, all with this one book of stickers. So we've done things like that. But every time I land on a page looking at somebody's homemade, unlicensed poster of Synecdoche, New York, I think to myself, why can't I, why don't I just go find an image I love from this and have that professionally printed by somebody? If it were me, my first thing would be look for in Austin, dude. I bet there are places that would do pretty good quality printing on a big piece of like pretty good stock, mm -hmm. and it would cost probably cost more than this, but I bet it would be so much better because all these things are a mill, Dan. This is a mill. It's got to be a mill, right? Yeah, it has to. Let's be. go look at the Aurora. I'm not going to give these people uh, uh, publicity, but yeah, I mean, this is this is like cultural rent seeking. Oh, the Life Aquatic one's kind of cool. Do you ever search for minimalist posters? No. I finally made it its own search in uh, Launch Bar, but anytime you've got a new movie that you've uh, you know backed up locally and you want a good poster for it, search for the name of the movie in the year and minimalist poster, and sometimes it's really good. Oh, you know, I've seen some of those like, so like show up on Plex and things like that. La Bowski Minimal. It's probably going to have Viking hats and bowling pins. But, you know, and I'm not saying these are like art, but there's, some of them are pretty clever. Oh, look at that with the eyeglasses and the pins. Some of those are pretty cute. Anyways, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't want to say anything against Etsy because I love American Enterprise. Mm -hmm. And especially the American Enterprise Institute. Huge fan of their work. Um, it's a school, basically, for money. It's where money goes to school. <laughs> um <laughs> No, did you get a did you get a scholarship? No, I am money. Before I go to school, I'm so nice. money and I don't even know it. So, uh, where would you put this? Uh it's gonna kind of go in kind of like the little studio room that you see when you you first come in. Yeah. Oh, that room. Okay. Yeah, All right. Uh, I don't know. Anybody know how to make a poster? I feel like I can just make one, but you could probably just make. Like now, see, expensive. if you wanted to make like I don't know a crucifix out of pubes or the other kind of stuff you see on Etsy, like you know uh, some kind of a vintage penis pump and beer koozie or whatever, you know, uh, macrame dildo. Remember those guys? I saw them open for REM once. Macrame dildo. They were pretty good. Um, are you okay? So good. Mm. Well, we can keep it short. We've we've uh, we've talked about the thing we like. Uh, do you want me to just uh, do do a quick blast of some of these media suggestions? Well, I would very much like to hear those because. Oh, would you? Okay. Yes, I would because I feel like one of the things that you've done for me over the years 
mm. has been to sort of drop a suggestion. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of naturally follow it or I'm thinking about it and it leads me to other Do, do you feel like things. I plant a seed sometimes? It's like an inception. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we're all and in I first like class. It. And then we've, uh, we've done something to your drink. <laughs> Just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yes. And I did. I, I started watching Glengarry again. It's a good movie. It's a very good movie. It holds up. It holds up. Yeah, I was just watching, uh, rewatching Godfather 2 over the weekend, as you do, and just thinking about, man, Pacino. Mm. 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 It is said today it was so hot in Chicago. How hot was it? That is not the joke. <laughs> uh, okay, let's qu- <laughs> we'll do these quick and leave. Is that all right? Good, is, have you ever, did you ever see Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, like a performance of it? Like no, on, I do think they still I do might it? have. Do you think they still do it? Yes, I think they probably still do. Absolutely. But, you know, the other thing is if you start looking around, and yes, you can look in the usual places, but a lot of the time on YouTube, you can find, I mean, there's a lot of plays, usually very, very, like, for example, I I got a couple different versions of True West, including the, like, the pretty well-known Gary Sinise Malkovich one from the mid-80s. And, like, it's not super high quality. I think it was originally VHS, but I just, you know, I really always wanted to see that play and especially, you know, the version with those two in it. And a lot of that stuff is just is up there. I'm frequently amazed because I, I have my methods. I have my dark arts. But the truth is there's a lot of stuff like stuff like, oh, this Genesis Live concert, for example. Why am I talking about Genesis so much? But whatever it is, there's a pretty good chance it's on YouTube somewhere, which is it's wild that stuff stays up. But, you know, there it is. But um, what was my point about that? Um, Genesis. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting videos. Why was I talking about that? Media stuff. You said you might, we were talking about media. Because I feel like I might have seen at one time um, the, the one with Liev Schreiber up somewhere. Who else? What are the other famous people that have done um, Glengarry Glenn Ross? Um, there's somebody super famous I'm spacing on. Glengarry Glenn Ross, not the movie. What about, what is the point of Glengarry Glenn Ross? <laughs> While you look that up, I'll tell you a little story. So I was watching please, this again. Please, please, please. Watching it again with my son. And he, he'd seen it once when he was younger. And we thought it was time for him to revisit it. So we're watching it again. And, you know, as we're watching it, I'm starting to think about, you know, Shelly. And... I'm talking about the machine. The machine. The machine Levine. And I was... Uh, <laughs> guard. I was reminded of old Gil on the simpsons <laughs> oh that's absolutely absolutely inspired that character no and question. so i have a gill doll right here <laughs> and so no, he really needs this one i pause it and i'm like i'm gonna show you i have to show you this now he has no as as i don't know about your kid mm. but it, i've noticed gen z has no interest whatsoever in the simpsons i don't know what it is i don't mm. know if it rubs them the wrong i don't know what it is interesting but like you show him a simpsons thing and they're like, well, what is this? So I show them, I show them that there's like a best of, of Gil on YouTube. And we're watching it. I'm, I, I'm like cracking up. I can't stop laughing how spot on it is, oh, how no. great it is. Was it I look over him? and he's like, so he's inspired by, by him. Was there any chance that he was holding another device in his hands? No, he happened? was actually being Really? Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, I know. Listen to some of these casts. <laughs> 
Um, here's the one from 2005, May 2005 Broadway revival. Liev Schreiber as Ricky, Alan Alda as the Machine, Frederick Weller. I don't think I know Gordon Clapp, Jeffrey Tambor. Wow. Wow. Um, Tom Wopat. Oh, interesting. But then you go back. Oh yeah, here we go. Jonathan Price. That's 2007. They brought him back. Oh, Aiden Gillen as Ricky Roma. Littlefinger played Ricky Roma. He did. Or or uh, uh, Car what's his name? Car what's his name on the wire? Carsetti. Yeah, but you know everybody knows him as Littlefinger. Or the father from uh, Sing Street, which is a deeply underappreciated movie. Um, and then other ones. Alfred Molina as Roma. Stacy Keach. Wow. And now I'm going to go to YouTube and I'm going to search for Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Um, that's a really good movie. Um, and you know, it's a shame that Kevin Spacey's how he is because boy, he's in some good movies. You know, this is a conversation I was you know, having. Which margin with. call? Oh, yeah. Could, would you permit me to highly recommend to you and to our listeners that you check out the movie Margin Call? It's got uh, Zach Zachary Quinto, you know, Spock. He's actually one of the producers. Um, you know, he's great in his Paul Bettany. He's wonderful in it. An American drama film mm -hmm. written by and directed by J.C. Chandor who, who in his feature directorial debut, a thriller that yes. revolves around the key people in an investment bank over 24-hour time yes. period. So J.C. Chandor also did, um, he did A Most Violent Year. Have you ever seen that? No. That's super good. It's Oscar Isaacs and um what's her name jessica chastain as like kind of like in long island part of a families of long island mobsters in the early 80s and it's really good jc chandor good director um i don't see i'll i will continue looking for the play if i remember to and i probably won't but oh it's such a good play uh if you like david mamet can I just say, listen, listen, I hate magic and magicians as much as everybody, but watch any of the things David Mamet has ever done with Ricky Jay. The best. Including, if you, yeah, you can find this on YouTube. I will find this and put it in notes, which is Ricky Jay and his 52 assistants, which is David Mamet's production, film production of uh, Ricky, one, of, one of Ricky Jay's live shows. Have you ever seen it? Do you hate magic, Dan? I like the magic that you showed me, which is like the sleight of hand pickpocket stuff. Oh, yeah, that guy. Uh, that Paul that guy, that kind of magic, that's cool. Yeah. I'm into that. The kind where it's like... Magic the Gathering or... <laughs> no, yeah. Sorry, I stole that joke from Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Um, Ricky Janus, 52 <laughs> Assistants, has been added to um, here. Also, any deceptive practices? Deceptive practice, is that the name? I bet that's up here too. Ricky J is fascinating. Deceptive Practice is amazing because it's him talking about all the people who sort of inspired him. Um, I don't know if that's up. Anyway, those are all really good. So can I give my recommendations and then we'll bounce? Yeah, let's do from it. From this uh, hit episode that we're probably going to call See All of Your Face? Yeah. Um, these are real quick. Uh, music recommendation. I'm informing my kid that I'm a loser because everybody knows this band except me. I just Nirvana. Yes? Yes. I sound like Peter <laughs> O'Hanrahan. Um, have we ever watched any of the day today together? No. Okay. Um, and, uh, and so the, uh, wait, what was I talking about? Which one are you? The middle. So, one. so there's this band called boy genius and it's these three wonderful, uh, singers that are each 
famous in their own right. And I know one more than the others. Like apparently I'm the only person in the world who's not already super, super into Phoebe Bridgers, but oh my God, is she great. And also Lucy Dacus is in this and Julian Baker is this other woman. And they just have, they have this album that came out pretty recently that I have predicted is going to be huge. And I'm currently obsessed with this album. The album is called The Record. And something that I have already put in notes that I recommend you looking at uh, if you like music, because um, these these th these three gals are like uh, they they could they could beat the shit out of Crosby, Stills and Nash. They're really good, um, especially because at least one of them's dead. Wait, Stephen Stills dead? Graham Nash. They could beat the shit out of Graham Nash. Is what I'm trying to say to you. I got it. Okay. But but uh, the so, but uh, the actress Kristen Stewart, who is now also a director, did a 14 minute video of three of their songs that is in show notes. Um, and I really recommend you check it out. I watched it a bunch. It's called The Film because it's for the record. And I watched it a bunch last night. Boy Genius. Really good music. Scott Simpson turned me on to Lucy Dawkins a few years ago, and I got really into it. And, uh, and this, oh boy, these other two gals, can, they, can, they sing, that, sing those songs like Ringing a Bell. You like music, Dan? I'm into music. Okay. Um, something I learned about literally last night, and this is another one of those. In a, in, a, in a different time, I would have gone on Twitter and said, who never told me about this show, blurp? Except you don't do stuff like that anymore. Have you ever, have you ever heard of the TV show Dave? Oh, yeah, actually, I have. Okay. Have you seen it? No. It's a show on, I've got it on Hulu. I think it's an FXXXX show. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's like a comedic show, right? Oh my God. And I don't want to oversell this because it, it was it like just it popped up. Somebody was talking about it. Oh, the third season's out. This show's, it might have been Rotten Tomatoes even. Uh, contrary how I began this podcast, talking about how I ignore tomatoes um, title. But, but, the, but the truth <laughs> is, like, this show's really funny. It's about this guy named Dave who um, he lives with his girlfriend and his friend in New York. And he has, he's a YouTube rapper and he has decided that it is his destiny to be like one of the biggest rappers of all time. And his career is off to a pretty good start because he's already had one viral sensation. He raps, as all I'm going to tell you is, he raps, the name of his rap persona is Lil Dicky and he does <laughs> raps about how small his penis is. <laughs> and that, this will not, I'm not selling this because you got to just, it's one of those shows, it's like watching something by the Coen brothers where it can't be spoiled because it's all it's pure implementation. The dialogue, the way everybody in this show talks, the way the people on this show behave, it's so delightful. I watched, uh, I think, three episodes last night. The first episode, he's, gonna tr he's trying to get this rapper to do a verse on one of his songs. And so he has to pay him $10,000 out of his bar mitzvah money. <laughs> in the second episode, the, 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 <laughs> the parents of a dead child approach him because the kid loved his rap about his little dick called my dick sucks and so he wants the wants dave to come they want the parents want him to come and rap at the memorial it's oh pretty my good God. Mm -hmm. all right i'll add this to the list and then can i do one more yes sometimes youtube turns up for what it just gives me a good one and it, it knows me you know there's lots of those videos out there that of like you know insider wire gq all of those like you know you got all the like autofill questions, but then there's all the ones that are like a lawyer responds to you know how people act in movies and surgeon reviews ER or whatever, and some of those are way better than others. Yeah, um, the guy who's a funeral, the handsome guy who's a funeral director, his are super good. Um, obviously, the king of all of these is Eric, whatever his name is, the guy who does accents, the guy who's like who reviews accents on Wired. 
Oh, just, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very handsome, too. He did a whole one just on, um, I don't know the phrase for this. Sorry, Professor Schoen. Artificial languages. Like, he did one about the Thraki, like, talking about, like, where those languages came from. But also, he'll, he does one that's just, it's just a YouTube video, just reviews of people playing United States presidents. You know, like Brian Cranston. Or, oh, I've seen that video. That was a good one. That's a good one. He did um, one on just on just people playing uh, JFK, I think. That yeah, that was that one hat. of his? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's in He's there. Like, oh, this one's good for the accent, but horrible. Yeah, for exactly this. right. Yeah, and um, I think you know he does he does lots of like sort of regional accent, and he he's a guy who's like a linguist, but also like I think at least according to what they tell me on TV, he you know helps train people. Now I've discovered a new one of these, Dan. There's a new guy to add to my pantheon. I love this guy, and I love his bit. Um, let me see if I can. Rem I wrote down how to pronounce his name. His name is Koninendijk. And uh, he is a, quote, ancient warfare expert. So, okay, typical bullshit of all these things, right? Oh, guy watches TV and makes fun of it. Oh, surgeon would never do that. You get blah. You can't drop a junior man into a body, even though it's refreshing. This guy goes in and does these really good, like, he, he's, he's not mean about it, but he's really smart. And, he's, and he goes in and he's like, oh, no, these people wouldn't have had that kind of shield. They would have had this kind of shield and do that. And you would never fight, like, in the Battle of the Bastards. Like, you would never break ranks and, like, fight each other man to man. Like, mm -hmm. the, he does, you know, obviously, he does all the biggies, all the great shows. He does 300. He does Game of Thrones. He loves the, the not very good movie Alexander from 2004 just because it's so good but, he, but dan he also has a bit and it's a very funny bit i hate to spoil it but he has a bit his bit mm. is why did you not dig a ditch always start you need a palisade you need a wall and you need a ditch <laughs> and his whole thing is like but look i think he's from i don't know i think he might be dutch and he's like but but why 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 would you not dig a ditch you, you dig a ditch that is very steep and then it's very steep on the other side it does not need a moat but you have a masonry wall if you want. But the, the horses, they I'm sorry to say, they slide straight to their death inside the ditch. They cannot get near the wall. And it's like, oh, yes, a ditch, a ditch, a ditch. And I watched three of his videos last night, and in all of them, ditches are very important. And, and you know, palisades, good walls. <laughs> Do you like things like that, Dan, when you're yes. unwinding at night? Yes, I love that kind of thing. Love it. Um, I think I like, I, my unwind yeah. time is just getting longer and longer, and my sleep time is getting shorter and shorter. Oh, and it sort of like uh, starts to lap itself. <laughs> yeah. I need yes. a vacation from my vacation. That's right. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, in a second, you and I off air are going to watch a video together that okay. I will put into notes. I would like you to all to please watch the uh, the Peter O'Hanrahan video that I just am about to put into notes. But, but all the things being equal, I think we'll see everybody next week, right? I mean, Tuesday. It's the auspicious day. Yeah, it is. Okay, uh, let's, let's button this up. I love you. I love you too, Merlin, man. Thank you. Thank you.